0: Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Gloves On. we are your host Alexander Brahms and alongside me is Marcus Sundin and today we have a very special guest, we have Jonathan Lomeli, welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you guys, uh, thank you Alex, uh, thank you Marcus, uh, it's such a pleasure to uh, to be on this podcast with you, thank you.
0: A pleasure having you and supporting us through our journey here to make a podcast. So, John, you are we know each other pretty well. I had you as a like secondary, what can you say? Like third party coach when I was in college, like in LA, you invited me to your EGD, as we call it, elite goalkeeping development, where right. Sebastian invited me to join you guys and that was great. And then you're also a coach for LA Galaxy in the youth.
1: Yes, correct. So I am currently uh a- pretty much uh, considered a youth academy goalkeeper coach. Um, the, the age groups I work with would be considered the under 11 through under 15 um, area, um, which is mainly considered the foundation formation uh, uh, faces. Um, yeah, it's, uh, definitely been a pleasure, you know, being with the club for roughly two years now um, with the top tier organization club uh, with top level coaches and heads.
0: That's that's awesome. Like I knew, I've known you for yeah since we met about one and a half year ago, and it's been great. So, but I, can you tell us a little bit about your goalkeeper coaching years? Maybe a little bit about yourself, like why goalkeeping?
1: Yeah, I'll start with a little bit about you know the the route I, I took into getting into this profession. Um, I first started um, roughly when I was twenty. 24. Uh, at the time of, you know, I finished university, playing in college. Um, wasn't sure what what was next for me. I started working in, in a corporate job. Um, after two years of that, uh, I just felt like I needed a, a different, a change. In other words, um, so I reached out to many mentors that've coached me throughout my youth career, who who I was fortunate enough to. You know touch base with them uh majority of them were coaching at very high levels in the us and abroad reached out to all of them uh it led to me getting an opportunity to coaching at at the collegiate level um from there I went on to coaching at the at the prep level club level with a non-mls-based academy leading leading with an mls-based academy which is now the la galaxy uh, from I kept the collegiate job from then till I entered the MLS-based academy, uh, because I was able to balance uh, both both, um, both roles, obviously with leading into this new role that I currently carry. Uh, it was something that was technically full-time based, so it was pretty difficult to to balance that collegiate job and, and the MLS-based academy role. So I went all in with, with this new role that I received with the club.
2: It sounds like a, um, a great background and, uh, and you've experienced a lot. Um, talking about your time now as a youth coach and goalkeeper coach in, at LA Galaxy, what do you look in when you get a new goalkeeper in? Uh, obviously, you look at how good he is at the moment and what he can develop. But what is your main advice for goalkeepers out there um, for what a goalkeeper coach look in?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Marcus. Um, I think with, with my role, you know, working with foundation formation goalkeepers, um, I think one of the main things we look at uh, are how can they find and create a love for the game? Um, and that's something that's not teachable. Um, that's something that's within. Um, we look high, I mean, personally, I think if you go any club, Worldwide, I mean, professionally professionally based, you're looking at goalkeeper coaches that are looking at characteristics or traits, such as the aspect of the psychological and social aspects. Uh, I think the other two core elements, or three for some, uh, could be managed throughout their development years. Uh, but some characteristics and traits that I think a lot of goalkeeper coaches look at at these ages are... Uh, traits such as commitment, confidence, control, communication. And we speak about the socials, we look at the relationships, the accountability, accountability the behavior, and responsibility. Um, so I thought those, are, those are, I mean, you could, I could go on list and list of, of things that, that we look for, but I think goalkeeper coaches that work with kids in the foundation formation aspect are looking at these characteristics and traits um, and looking at bringing the, the goalkeeper that, that brings those uh, aspects.
2: Yeah, that's great advice because personality is definitely a big part of, of being a goalkeeper, and that's something we have to develop alongside our goalkeeping skills as well. Um, a big question as well is that obviously the goalkeeper coach um, have an opinion on who is the starter in the goalkeeper squad, and. And the goalkeeper coach talk with the head coach and and stuff like that. So is there advices uh, you can give to the young goalkeepers out there um, on how to not affect you but improve in order for you to be the one that you say to the head coach out there that this is the one that should be a starter?
1: My advice uh, to that question, on, another great question from – from both of you guys. Uh, I just think come come into training, develop a mentality uh, of hard work, uh, being open-minded to different ideas, being very coachable, uh, and really prove that you wanna grow, you wanna compete uh, to be that number one going into the weekend. Obviously every week, week weekend, week out, you're looking to improve um, and looking to really build off that performance during the week to get that start on the weekend. So, I think as coaches uh, all abroad, uh, we look for consistency in in those little non-negotiables that uh, a goalkeeper can control.
2: Yeah. So, so what I take away from it is that you, what you look in at a goalkeeper is commitment and the drive towards being a better goalkeeper and and also passion
1: 100% 100% and it's it's tough at, at a very young age to determine whether or not you know a kid's going to be a professional or carry the 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 characteristics to move to move up the the, the, the age kids within an academy not speaking solely on the galaxy but all across um but if a goalkeeper could control what he can control i think the odds of them you know progressing through the academy system are much greater
0: that's great that's great info, information for anyone out there if they're in academy and or just a young goalkeeper trying to develop like you need passion. You need, you need to be a winner. You need something to drive and you need obviously to put in this and then to perform both during practice but also during games. Like it has to be everything that you do.
1: Absolutely. That's a great, uh, great point there, Alex.
0: Good. So, carry on. Like In the beginning, I mentioned about EGD, elite goalkeeping development. I was fortunate enough to be a part of this. Sebastian Castellanos, shout out to him. He invited me To a training, he. I think he asked you before if I could join, and I show up this. What was it? It was a Monday, Tuesday, 7 a.m. in Calabasas. Pretty cold, which is not new to me, but could imagine for you guys maybe a little bit cold. And I show up, and I didn't know what it was, and then just after one practice, I just knew that this was a great concept and really good practice and a really good start of the day. Just waking up and. Being there seven a.m. So, can you tell us a little about how and why you started elite goalkeeping development?
1: Yeah. Um, so, EGD elite goalkeeping development started in 2015 as I started my uh, coaching career. Um, the idea behind this project uh, was to have uh, create like something different create a culture of goalkeepers who are looking to play at the highest level possible. Uh, the idea for me was, you know, to bring a good group together uh, that have pick selected uh, in which I'm able to mentor, coach and train them uh, to achieve their, their personal ambitions, their dreams and their goals. Um, I put it on myself to be dedicated to develop each of them um through my level of coaching philosophy and methods Uh, it was also a way for me to to play with different ideas different training uh uh, methods you could call uh and see how they worked in this very um close-knit environment to bring over across to um my other environment, which would have been at the time at the the collegiate spectrum or club spectrum or academy spectrum. Um, And the vision is just to be able to build myself as a goalkeeper coach, but also help and build other goalkeepers to play at that next level of what they're seeking. Um, I was just very, to be honest, I was just very devoted and passionate uh, for this idea. and very devoted to this professional mindset that I wanted to carry within EGD. Um, obviously, the, the idea was to you know, build great goalkeepers, to have the tactical ability to make great decisions and great goalkeepers that have the technical ability uh, basically to make saving plays when the def- defense breaks down. It was kind of uh, a philosophy of mine that I wanted to bring across to, to others.
0: Yeah, I mean I love I love the idea behind it because sometimes you might have a goalkeeper coach where it's like he decides, he makes everything, he decides everything. So to when I came to this, like you also like you called us in and you were like, all right, today is gonna be about this, any questions, so on. And then we progressed throughout the whole practice, and you stopped us during practice to ask, like, what could you do better? And I was like the first couple of times I was standing there, like what's that question? I'm not used to that. Like, (laughs) Why is he asking me questions during practice? And I just, at the first couple of times I was like, that's weird, but I really liked it. And then I just loved it always. And it was always a pleasure to get there. And like, I just love that you also ask us and you ask us after practice, what could you do better as a coach during this? And and then another thing that you really emphasize during your practices is the the competition like we we have to compete doing practice and sometimes you gave us like a little a little rough of saying like guys I don't think the com the competitiveness is there today mm-hmm. can you guys do better or what should I do better to get the competitive level up so I I really yeah enjoyed those no, no, practices no I'm
1: glad yeah I'm glad uh yeah I mean I think the idea behind bringing you guys in um, prior to the session uh, initiating was so you guys have an idea that I'm prepared. You come out to work and, and get better. Uh, you have you guys need to come in with an idea of what the session topic is and what the objectives are. Uh, and most of the time, it's three objectives that I emphasize on so that you guys have it clear in your head that these is, these are the points that you need to excel on. And during the session, I have you guys coming after every stage, uh, just to kind of have you guys voice your opinion, so um, that you guys could be a second voice, um, and a second coach, in other words, where you guys could feed off each other's um, insight, aside from what I bring across uh, during those uh, chats that we, that we have throughout the session, so. Um, that's the idea behind it. I think building, uh, op- like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, uh, an environment that's very open, um, that we're all open to to criticism, um, for in in the positive way, in other words, so taking taking that criticism and, and building from it.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I really liked about it because you you answered you asked questions and you also answered questions but you asked questions during practice that were kind of thought-provoking which yeah. is good because that that helps develop the goalkeeper and then you obviously answered questions as well it, it was just yeah, it really helped me like it was in the spring of 2019 so we were doing that once, twice a week sometimes three times a week that was the hard weeks and then I had my college practice later in the day so it was just great to have so much training because for those of you who don't know, out there, college soccer is only in the fall. So in the spring, you only have five, six, seven matches maybe, and then three to four practices a week with some lifting. And it was just great to be able to have one and a half at least hour of dedicated goalkeeper training where you have, as you said, three topics and you progress throughout the whole practice. And it was just brilliant to be in it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think... uh the idea behind it is to help those with this program uh reach their goals and most of the guys that i bring in are guys that are looking to play at the professional level with the idea that we have the goal set up we have a training program that that's organized and then we have short medium and long-term goals obviously with the long-term goal being uh playing at the highest level possible um so giving you guys a, a, a pathway um, to achieving those those objectives of yours, um, and obviously like you mentioned earlier, like obviously we woke up early, a.m. at you know sessions will start at 7 a.m. before like the sun, but sometimes the the sun's ha- isn't up yet and we're out there yeah. setting up for, yeah. for sessions and some days it, it's cold, some days it's hot, uh, but we're out there just starting the day on the proper foot. Um, in which personally it made me feel good seeing you guys feel good and prepared to take on the day whether that's you know obviously you guys all sacrifice uh a lot um i mean we have some guys who come before school starts um in prep school or guys who are you know taking home school courses to to be able to attend these sessions We have guys coming before class uh college c- courses or before training at the collegiate level um, and some just kind of coming back for off season and, and working with with us uh, before they head back into their professional uh, preseason so i mean'm I'm, I'm very blessed to to come across some great people um, and be able to to help them to some extent and then and obviously you guys or the group has has helped me tremendously building myself as a coach and like you said earlier, you know bringing up different ideas and I go home and you know think about what could have been better okay, Alex brought this point up. Perhaps that's something I could have done better to, to manage. And sometimes it's not just a session, but it could also be the the um, the intensity brought into the, today's the session. Maybe I didn't bring it, or some of you didn't bring it. But finding the tweaking, a thing or two, to make sure that the next day we come out to the pitch and finish, you leave with a positive, in, in other words, a uh, a successful feeling if it
2: makes sense yeah i think it sounds like a great project you have going on there and listening to you and and alexander's conversation about doing sessions that you have a thought process where you think about your actions in practice is something that made me think about the coach i have back home here in denmark as well if I make a mistake, if I don't catch the ball, something like that, he asked me what I could have done differently in order to make it perfect or better, not perfect, but just better, um, which I feel like it's very important because that's something as well. I, myself, a coach, coach as well, just had a session today with, with a young kid, and if he did a mistake or two doing the session, I would ask him, okay, we all make mistakes, we learn from it, but what... Can you set some, set some words on what would you have done differently to make it better? And I think that's an important aspect of, of goalkeeper sessions as well, to also think about what you can do differently in order to become better.
1: 100%. I think I have a big uh, quote where it states or a message that I've stated to all my coaches and you know guys who, who have coaches. Me as a as a goalkeeper coach, I think I become a better goalkeeper as I study the game. So the more you study, the more you analyze yourself, the better you would be. Um, obviously, you could teach the position. It it comes ingrained within your DNA, and it makes you um, that much better of a goalkeeper um, short and long term.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, something that. My coach, I learned a lot from him uh, in regard to become a better coach myself as well. After sessions, what I do is I, I sit down with the goalkeepers afterwards and s- focus on, first of all, what they think of the practice in overall. Then just a few points on what they could have done better. But more importantly, what they have done good in this practice. So they go, as you mentioned earlier as well, away from the practice with a positive mindset, which I think is is very
1: important as well. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you reinforce them with feedback based on, you know, the mistake perhaps, but with the idea that they've left the pitch or the game, for example, with a solution, A solution a solution that they understand on how to fix.
0: Yes, I agree. That's, that's really big. And that's often with working when we did work with you, like we always, there were some times where I left the pitch and I was like, I wasn't that good today, but I learned something still. Like there were some days where I just think there was, it was in the spring and I think there was three or four sessions in a row where I just felt slow and on and on. You were always there. You were always like, come on, you can do it. Like, just maybe lean forward a little bit more, be on your toes, whatever. Um, the, The tips were there. It was just me who had to execute. And then I came back after two weeks or something like that and big difference and being, like, fast again. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of it goes with me personally as a coach, you know, when I see small glitches or a coaching point. I'm not that person that I like to bring it to a complete stop. Obviously, there's a lot of coaching yeah. styles, um, and they're all great. Um, but for me, I think the stop stoppages need to be minimal during uh, a progression because you want to make sure you give the the kids or the goalkeepers at the older levels that repetition. And Especially at the younger levels, like I mentioned, they're going to make mistakes. Let them make mistakes let them work bring up a couple cues and then once that progression is complete bring them in and then go into detail of what they could have done better um and most of the time they they know what they could have done better based on the cues you mentioned um and it just becomes a a sense of them understanding that concept and really keeping them in their mind as they're doing a certain action to be able to be successful yeah that's that's yeah.
0: brilliant, and that's why I really like the coaching. And to talk about an episode, it was between like this year, like right after start of twenty twenty, right after New Year's, we had a session where there was a professional goalkeeper coming in, and it was me and it was Sebastian, as I mentioned already, and they were one goalkeeper, and then a guy from the MLS. And, and you said who it was, and I was like, okay, uh, it was great, and I was just super excited to come and train, and it was just an inspiration to come in and then 7am be ready to work out and you see I already see the pro is already there warming up and he's just what I took away from that session like, he wasn't some super amazing crazy up in the corner saves he just was so consistent so consistent like he caught everything he should catch He ca- he caught and everything he should save he saved and it was just Inspiration to see how calm he was still and how it was. And that was just a great experience for me to learn from a professional MLS goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's huge. I think obviously, when these guys that play at this level come back home and, and train with us at the group, it definitely challenges me to, to bring the best version of myself to every training session. Um, because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to be judged uh to the highest of standards because these are guys who who week in week out um train at a at a very high standard and looking to receive the best training possible to excel in their craft um so for me to be honest with you i mean i'll I'll prepare to to another level uh, as i'm working with these guys and to make sure I bring the best version of myself, and after the session, I'll, I'll be very critical of myself because I leave that session understanding that I could have done something better, or I pretty much put out a great session where I leave at peace, or I leave with a little stress um, based on the overall outcome. And sometimes it's not my session. Sometimes I could have, you know, put across in in paper and pen and and, and vocally the session that I wanted to, you know, really portray but maybe the the intensity wasn't there so it's how could I have fixed the intensity could I have put uh, could I have for example could I have uh, done less progressions could I minimized the repetition could I have focused on maybe another topic because the day before we worked on something very um, very very heavy on the legs where the next day they'll be a bit uh, slower but I put in a, uh, a session where, with it's is of high intensity. So, I mean, a lot of things come into play that really do challenge you, especially when working with guys that, that are currently, uh, playing at those high levels.
0: If it makes yeah, sense, that's, it does make sense, and it it's brilliant. And it wasn't that when I talk when we when I came to the session where the MLS keeper was there. It wasn't that the session was different from any other session. It, you prepared it as it was, like I've been there where it was me, a high school keeper, and then another keeper where it was just just us amateurs. And then I came to that session where it's a professional keeper and other great keepers, and it, was, it wasn't that the session was different from the other. You, you prepared the same way as it was on another session. It was just great to see how consistent you have been in your coaching as well, that you want to prepare, if it's an MLS keeper or it's a high school keeper, it's.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I think, I think at the end of the day, if if I was to summarize that, those experiences would be competition built, built people, competition built coaches. Um, I mean, if I think about it, he could, or these guys could go coach, get coached by anyone else in the area, you know, but having the ability for them to reach out and really trust in my work. um, Like I was once told by a, a uh, goalkeeper that's playing in the league, he mentioned, hey, man, I don't come here because I need work. I come here because of the work I'm receiving, if it makes sense. I'm not here just to go through the motions. I know what I'm getting, and that's why I make the drive. I make the time uh, to yeah. work with you. So that's something inspirational that's kind of kept me going throughout my uh, – those, those words are the ones that I keep building you as a coach and keep giving you that motivation to to excel
0: yeah word of mouth definitely uh impacted like decisions to come train with you and hopefully my word of mouth will be something as well but to change the subject a little bit like we call this podcast gloves on so we want to talk a little bit about gloves and what your favorite gloves are and why
1: that's a very good question um I mean i think my all time favorite glove um has always been old sport um why um some very top level goalkeepers have have won the glove um I still remember my first pair of old sports that I bought I went abroad to play i think at the time I was like fourteen I went to go play a tournament in uh in Amsterdam uh in a city called harlem uh just about roughly an hour away from from the city, uh, we spent two weeks there. Uh, came back to Amsterdam. We had a day off, and the first thing we did as a team was going to a soccer store. Um, the soccer stores were like another level for us because in America, we at the time we didn't have um, all that merchandise and all those brands and all that that uh, the apparel. And I remember hearing about Old Sport. Bought a pair of Old Sport gloves kept them and you know just fell in love with them Um, I haven't bought a pair since uh, but I think that's uh, a top level glove at the moment obviously our academy uh, is uh, obviously the MLS is sponsored by Adidas so our kids are encouraged to to wear the glove so as a goalkeeper coach I want to make sure I set the example for these kids to wear the glove um, that the club you know encourages us them wearing long term um, so I wear a pair of Adidas myself which I um, which I enjoy wearing and uh, I think they have a, a bunch of durability and obviously Adidas it has a high standard of, of quality uh, gloves that they've uh, come, they come up with
0: yeah mm. that's, that's great like I don't think we have any more, John so thank you very much for taking the time to be in this podcast today
1: no, thank you guys. I mean, I think you guys are doing a great job with your platform. Uh, looking forward to perhaps having a, a part two of our uh, podcast uh, series. Uh, and now uh, I want to thank you, Marcus and Alex, for, for the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're, de- we're down for part two in a couple months to elaborate on any topics if any people have questions. All right, guys, so make sure to follow Elite Goalkeeping Development on Instagram and follow Gloves on Podcast. Marcus is goalkeeper Dane, and I'm Danish goalkeeping. And, John, thank you again.
1: No, thank you, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and uh, hope to chat soon.
0: Yep.